Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Inspired Action. The goal of this podcast is to not only leave you inspired in some shape or form, but more importantly, that you are left inspired to take some kind of action in your own life. Inspiration plus action are a very powerful combination. The Inspired Action podcast is brought to you by Stage Fright Management, which provides cost-effective social media solutions to grow your brand. Check them out at stagefrightmgmt.com. On this week's episode of Inspired Action, I'm very excited to be speaking to my good friend, Jordan Travers. To me, this guy embodies the words Inspired Action. Jordan has an inspiring story about pulling himself out of depression into a world of well-being and holistic coaching. We will be talking to him about his new book called Man Alive, chilling out with the Iceman Wim Hof, and exploring movement with Ido Portal in Thailand and much, much more. Enjoy. And we're live, I think. Jordan, how's it going, bud? All the way from uh, bright Byron Bay these days. How's it going? It's very good, mate. It's, uh, it's beautiful up here. I'm spending a lot of time in the sun, having a crack at surfing, lots of movement out in nature, and just really enjoying the, uh, the transition to a good lifestyle. How are you? Yeah. I'm brilliant, mate. I'm awesome. It's pretty chilly in Melbourne, as usual, um, but it's better than what I'm used to from Northern Ireland, so I, I definitely can't complain. So <laughs> That's can. right. Um, cool, Jordan. So thanks a million for being on the show. Um, we go back a few years, um, probably about four or five years ago, would you say? Mm, yep, so, yep, back in 2013, I think. 2013. So we met at an event, um, a couple of events, um, and then we just hit it off. And and then I think I became, we just found out what each other were doing at that time. And you were a PT at Fifth yep. Element Wellness uh, in Fitzroy. And then it was um, a matter of like, you told, I think it was, it came up, gut health came up or bloods and gut health. Wasn't that how it started? Was it? Can you remember? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I was, uh, I was talking to you about health and what I was doing and you were thinking, oh yeah, that's, that's quite interesting. Cause I think you were sort of exploring a lot of new health uh, avenues and that sort of stuff at the time. And, and I said, well, where I'm working, you know, we do a lot of comprehensive analysis through blood chemistry and even stool analysis and things like that. So we really, you know, dug down to nitty gritty and, and figured out like what's actually going on in each individual's lifestyle and how that impacts their health. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you were pretty keen on sorting out some issues from the past uh, health-wise. And so we um, we talked about what we could do and you, you came to visit me to do a comprehensive blood panel and, and we went from yeah. there. It was good. Yeah, that, that was the first time I'd ever done bloods, sort of looked at it in an in-depth sort of way. So it was fascinating. Like it was like, yeah, I couldn't believe what you could tell from basically my blood and what was going on, like the food I was eating, the food that I wasn't eating, the all the minerals that I was missing out on. Uh, and then it turned out that I had a leaky gut and you christened me Leaky Pete, remember? correct yeah i don't uh give all my clients nicknames like that you're just very special so consider yourself privileged but yeah i mean i i I learned from a guy named james laval as well as uh my mentor dave o'brien there and james wrote a book called your bloods don't lie Mm -hmm. your bloods never lie and uh yeah it's really true i mean you can tell a lot from what's actually happening inside your body just through you know measuring many, many different markers. And we're lucky at Fifth Element to have, you know, uh, a functional doc- functional medicine doctor on site who was willing to, you know, uh, help us out with measuring, I think it was about 55 different markers. 
Yeah. Which, you know, if you went to uh, a regular GP who perhaps wasn't, you know, uh, in line yeah. with those sort of beliefs, it, it might cost you $1,000 to $1,500 just in blood panels. So, you know, we're really fortunate just to have that access there. Dr. Tan. Um, Dr. Leon Dr. Tan, Tan, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And so he was great. And obviously Dave, who was teaching me the ropes of, of blood analysis and, um, you know, preventative medicine through through an approach that was really focusing on nutrition and, and um, movement, like strength training rather than smashing yourself, you know, running 40Ks a week, that sort of stuff yeah. and, and supplementation and looking after gut health. And, and now it's a lot more about stress management and meditation, breath work, you know, even gratitude, things like this. So, you know, it's a, it was definitely not just a gym. It was a holistic wellness oh, center yeah it was awesome and so you, mm. i remember at the time because you actually went through the same remember like you told me like this is the protocol that i had to go through because you had similar do you, do you want to talk a bit more about that just um what brought you i suppose to um teaching uh, i suppose blood blood analysis and holistic coaching yeah for sure i mean uh we can go way back but uh just to you know cut to the chase it's probably worth mentioning that when i was applying for a job at Fifth Element Wellness, you know, I was covered from like my mid chest up all the way through my face and everything with hives, chronic hives, you know, my left eye was almost half shut for a, a lot of the time. And I was really allergic to most foods, you know, not just the common culprits like dairy and eggs and, and uh, wheat and things, but also, you know, red meats, spinach, even avocados, you know, lots of different stuff. I was allergic to, you know, most foods that I was eating and wow. I was realizing this is going in a bad way very fast, you know. And so, I went to do some genetic testing, went to an immuno immunologist and did some, you know, expensive food uh, food allergy testing where they scratch your arm and they, you know, put different oils on there. And she basically said, yeah, you're allergic to most things. <laughs> I said, well, that's helpful. Um <laughs> Is there anything I'm not allergic to? <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't obviously helpful. And, and she said that we could do this expensive, you know, um, trial therapy that, that may or may not work. It'll take, you know, $1,800 in two years to find out. And I was thinking, uh -huh. there's got to be a better way. And, and yeah. so at that same time, I was really exploring, um, you know, I had been exploring holistic wellness and preventative medicine for a long, long time. But you know, even as a healthy boy, healthy man, I uh, was struggling, you know, and I think it was a change of lifestyle moving from Perth to Melbourne, setting up, you know, new studies, new new uh, work environments, financial yeah. pressures, all that sort of stuff. Like it's a, it's a whole system and so all adds up. It all adds up and then when I was applying for a job at the gym, you know, I was walking to the door and, and saying, hey, you know, I, I know a lot of stuff about health and, you know, I'm, I was quite skinny at the time as well and I had hives from here up and so it was just it wasn't a good look to <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't a good look to impress the the owners but um yeah you know a few conversations later and, and you know they gave me the job and had a conversation with Dave and he was looking over my blood chemistry as well and he basically you know called me Leaky Jordan um and <laughs> I thought yeah. it was original <laughs> and yeah i did the leaky gut protocol as well and um i think a lot of people should do that at some point in their life uh just because especially if you're living in melbourne you know you're probably career oriented you're probably um socializing a bit you're probably not getting enough sleep you're probably not getting enough nature exposure that sort of thing and so yeah. those you know that, that chronic elevation of stress hormones and and not enough nutrients really does damage the intestinal lining 
um, of your gut and, you know, you're not going to absorb nutrients as well. And, and what actually happens with leaky gut is, you know, like the cells start to separate apart. And so what's in the contents of your intestines and what's in the contents of your bloodstream, they actually start to mix. And so, you know, in the, in the bloodstream, the body goes, whoa, what's this, you know, food particles, they shouldn't be here. And so they basically just send an onslaught of immune cells, ramp up inflammation, and that, if left unchecked for days, weeks, months, years, can lead to, you know, chronic illness. And uh, Dave was pretty frank in saying that I was knocking on the door of rheumatoid arthritis, wow. which, you know, it's pretty scary because that's a lot harder to reverse than something that's um, like leaky gut. Yeah. Yeah, even mm. the leaky gut, the protocol of the leaky gut, I think I sort of fell off the wagon whenever you mentioned giving up alcohol for like six months. Um, <laughs> and I was like drinking pretty, you know, a lot back then. But I've since seen the light and I'm not drinking half as much. But um, that was that was a big one because the sugar and the alcohol wasn't that a major factor. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Sugar, alcohol, um, uh, uh, they're about... They're about- 18 18 triggers or so for leaky gut, you know, everything from chronic cortisol to um, gluten to alcohol, sugars, uh, you know, if you're allergic genetically to things like dairy, you will also get that. And and just like a lot of uh, toxins, so pesticides and things like this will also increase that. So So do you think... Sorry, um, do you think that's why you were um, allergic to like spinach and stuff? Do you think it was the pesticides and stuff on the spinach or what was the cause of like being allergic to spinach? Because everyone would think spinach is like the best, like good, get spinach in you or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my point is that anything that I ate gave me an inflammatory response. And so it didn't matter if it was the healthiest thing on the planet. It was still that my body, my gut was just under so much inflammation that, you know, I experienced itchy throat, like almost like a closing up of the throat. Uh, my, my hives and my face were just chronically itchy. Um, my energy levels were shot. And so I remember working uh, at the gym and I was doing some, some work on reception in the beginning um, of my career there and started at 5.30 in the morning. And by 10.30, I was slurring my words and barely even able to stand at the front desk and I remember one Friday morning, my boss had to send me home because he was saying that, you know, you just you take a bit more rest. You're going through, you know, some, some healing processes and you just need to, um, you know, get some sleep and, and look after yourself a bit better. And I was thinking, gosh, this is intense for, I think I was 21 at the time, 22 at the time, and it was just insane. You know, a lot of my friends were out there partying and drinking and having a good time and not really paying that much attention and here I was like having smoothies that cost $25 to make <laughs> getting all the sleep I could and, and still not feeling that great so it's, it is about you know genetics loads the gun and lifestyle pulls the trigger but um, yeah oh, I love that, so can you say that? Can, what, what was that genetics I didn't what? make it up but it's it, genetics loads the gun and lifestyle yeah. pulls the trigger so I like that. so you can have you know it's why some people who can smoke for 80 years and they can die, um, you know, a, a, what would be natural causes, uh, yeah. death, right? But others can smoke for 15 and they can develop lung cancer or throat yeah. cancer or mouth cancer. So, yeah. it, uh, it, it really is uh, it's a combination of the two. You can't just say that it's only lifestyle, yeah. it's only genetics. It, it definitely is a combination. Mm. Yeah. So, that's, where we, that's what, how we met and 
That's yeah. uh, a bit of background that was, about that. That was your trajectory to basically um, from then onwards, like what, and what you're doing now, that you became an author, you're now on a holistic coach, you're setting up a re- retreat in Byron, like there's so much going on. So what was the, what was the next um, domino effect from back then? Yeah, so that was, uh, what was that, four years ago when I was really struggling and I think when you, like your voids create your values as uh, Martini says and, yeah, and when you, yeah, when you experience a real lack of things in, uh, or something in life, you are more driven to fulfill that uh, need. So, if, if I'm 21, 22 and experience a severe lack in health, um, you know, and I might be more healthy than the next person, but I'm experiencing this perceived lack of health, right? And so, yep. I'm more likely to be um, heavily motivated to learn as much as possible about health and, and then teach that to others. So, you know, I really just invested myself working probably 60 hours a week at the gym, you know, six, six to seven days a week um, and just really absorbing as much as I could. I was lucky enough to have a degree in biomedicine um, from back in Perth and was also studying the first three years of osteopathic medicine. So I had a really good background just to, you know, blend the, the I guess, the medical background with um, a lot more of a, a up, up and coming, like up-to-date, uh, holistic, I guess, background of the science, right? So I was learning as much as possible and then sharing that with my clients and, and really applying it to myself. So I was lucky enough in that four-year period just to, you know, learn so much and then ultimately, you know, in December, I published my first book, Man Alive, um, we had, Free we of Mind. It. There it is. <laughs> nice. Unreal book, yeah. by the way. We'll, we'll get onto this later, but, yeah, just want to tie that in there. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it was a, it was a great achievement. I'm very proud of what I put in there. Um, but that doesn't mean the learning stops, you know. I've just been spending the last five weeks traveling around, uh, learning from different experts um, around the world. And so, you have, you have. there'll be a revised one in a few years. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you could, this could be the f- chapter one, Mike. Um, this could be, there could be a, a series of these, hopefully. But yeah, that's probably leads me to my next question. Like, I, I follow you on Facebook, I see all your posts and stuff. And like the one from, I think, a couple of years ago, it was with Wim Hof. Um, the Iceman. So, how, how did um, how did that come about? You brought him to Melbourne, basically, and and then what what was the outcome of that? Yeah, so I went to his retreat in uh, just on the Gradation Road there, um, yeah. and you can read about my experience in the seven day retreat on my blog. Uh, but it was yeah, really a profound, profound experience. Uh, it's there's lots of breath work techniques. There's lots of you know, pranayam practices as they call it in yoga and there's really nothing like Wim Hof method to show you that, oh, breathing can rapidly change your state of awareness and your physiology, um, you know, very, very quickly. And so I remember I, I had a little bit of uh, my hives came back at the time as well and oh, I think right. I had a period of, period of stress and stress, yeah. I think with the first, uh, the first breathing session, that just completely disappeared. So within 15 minutes of breathing as much as possible, I had ramped down inflammation so much that literally like eczema had gone. Wow. Just because mm. you had reoxygenated your, your cells like to high capacity. Yep. So it's been shown that uh, when you do this uh, hyperoxygenation breathing technique, yeah. that you, inflammation just goes right down. And so there's much to be said about whether this could be used for things like rheumatoid arthritis, you know, 
yeah. and then I know that Wim's doing a lot of work with uh, Radboud University in in uh, the Netherlands, and I know there's a lot of work research coming out suggesting that could be very good for you know chronic health conditions. So it's yeah. definitely not the the only technique that's um, yeah. effective. You know, there are other ones, and, and Wim Hof for some people can be uh, actually quite stressful and in which there's other more yogic um, practices that could be more beneficial for that. But, yeah, the seven days there was, was pretty amazing. We, um, we jumped into our first ice bath at yeah. three degrees and, oh, the energy was just insane. There was 60 yeah. of us, yeah. uh, 50, I think it was like 50, 52 males as well. So it was, quite like a, <laughs> it was quite like a tribal sort of experience and I was playing yeah. my didgeridoo as well. So. Right. Awesome. We got right into it. Cool. Yeah, and so for the, for the people that um, are, you know haven't heard of the Wim Hof method, uh, can mm. you just sort of give a, just a description of what's involved, like this, the, the process? Like, mm. uh, yeah, it? so it's really simple. Oh, it is just a maximum inhale and then a passive exhale. So you would take a full breath in and then let it go. Yep. Uh, either through the mouth or through the nose. Some people find through the nose a bit more calming. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you do that thirty to an unlimited amount of times, really, uh, depending on how deep you want to go. <laughs> yeah, and then you, after the last breath, you would exhale passively and just hold that out for as long as you comfortably can. And if you were to exhale now and yeah. just hold your breath, you yeah. might get yeah. six seconds. You might get yeah. if we're in a, if we're quite in a aroused state at the moment, having a chat online. So you might yeah. get six to fifteen seconds. But if you're laying down doing the Wim Hof method and you've just exhaled and hold your breath, you might yeah. get two, three, four minutes, you know. Yeah. And it just yeah. shows you how much oxygen you can put into your body yeah. and how much we don't live, you know, in a hyper-oxygen when we're running around constantly stressed and not breathing to our maximum efficiency. So, yeah, you do that uh, 30 breaths, fully in, let go, and then hold for as long as you comfortably can. Yep. Once you need to take a full breath in, you would take it in fully and then hold yep. that for about 10 to 15 seconds. Yep. yep. Then you would exhale and begin the, uh, another round. So it would be one cycle and you begin, you know, three to six cycles and, and have a great time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I've done it a few times. It's funny. My housemate who's listening in the bedroom next door, um, he's training for an Ironman. He's doing an Ironman up in Cairns in a couple of weeks' time. So I remember getting up one morning and, like, I get up at five in the morning and all I heard was this, like, real deep breathing from the living room. And, and I was like, what is this? What's going on in my house? Has somebody broken in? And sure enough, he's lying on, <laughs> he's lying on the sofa doing these mad deep breaths because <laughs> he was, like, he was getting into it as well. So it was, it was quite funny. Um, well, the funny yeah. thing with endurance training is that uh, because you actually, through the process of hyperoxygenating your body, you yeah. remove a lot of carbon dioxide. And hydrogen ions actually attach to carbon dioxide in your body. And so when you expel that out, you expel a lot of hydrogen ions, which are really what is the cause of that lactic acid burn um, right. when you're going for long runs or doing like a, a lactate threshold training session. So if you do the Wim Hof method beforehand, yep. theoretically you would uh, either run further, f faster, or more efficiently with less pain. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Interesting. So it is. Um, so, yeah, he, he's doing ice baths in here. He goes to the servo and gets a pile of ice, and then um, brings it back to the brings it back to the um, 
in the bath and just fills it up and has his like wrong runs or bike rides and then just jumps in. Yeah, so it can be really good for recovery. Um, there has yeah. been studies showing that if you're looking to do like uh, bodybuilding training, so hypertrophy, then if you yeah. were to jump in an ice bath or a cold shower after a, a heavy strength session, uh, yeah. it would actually downregulate metabolic pathways to promote muscle growth. So it would actually be a, a counteractive thing to do it if your goal was to uh, build muscle. So just to put a caveat out there for anyone who's keen to do that. But yeah. yeah, it can be a great way to regulate your um, inflammatory responses. So um, really teaches yes. you. I think Wim, Wim Hof actually, when he, he didn't actually develop this breathing technique, he just, yeah. when he was 13, he was fascinated with the cold. And so right. he was cutting out holes in the ice in winter yeah. up in, uh, in the Netherlands and just jumping in there and experiencing yeah. this like, profound change of state and he was really curious by that you know he's now 60 65 or something so this was 50 years ago right um but i think the russians and stuff have been doing this for centuries so it's, yeah. it's nothing really new it's just he's a great man to popularize it because he's so charismatic yeah well, that's what i was going to ask what's his personality what kind of guy is he oh he's nuts yeah <laughs> he's nuts yeah but i think uh, the great thing about the retreat was yeah in a good way of course the good thing about the retreat is that when you spend seven days like going really deep into your um, into your body with sixty other people, yeah, like, you really feel the sense of bond and camaraderie,manship, yeah. uh, yeah. and that can be you know a really great way of, of healing. So I know a lot of people had some big life trajectory changes at that uh, retreat, and you know I've I've had some at, at similar retreats. So it's uh, if anyone's contemplating a retreat out there, definitely jump on board a good one yeah now um and he's he's been here now a few times he was here in march speaking um i actually haven't seen him myself but i have i've definitely practiced the the method and uh i haven't done a nice bath yet but like i, I might do that a bath. no i haven't done it i don't want to jump in after my housemate because it's all probably dirty um but i'm gonna <laughs> get fresh ice and do it myself sometime well, they do um, community ice baths at Fifth Element, so you could jump in there oh, once they, a month. Yeah, yeah, there's mm. a few kicking about. There's definitely a few kicking about. Um, awesome, mate. Like, that's like, and he's probably one of your mentors. Like, I suppose you, you speak to him a lot, yeah? Wim Hof, not so much. No, so um, much. My, my big Wim Hof inspiration is Mark Kluwer. <laughs> right. um, I don't know if anyone is listening and knows him, but he's just traveled around Australia doing his Chill Seekers tour in a caravan, um, bringing bring ice bars and, and the Wim Hof method to, you know, just country towns in Sydney and Melbourne and Adelaide yeah. and things like that. So he did a good job. Awesome. Um, so then the next, that brings me to the next um, uh, part is probably Idol Portal. Mm. Ido so, Portal. In, oh, so uh, Ido his... Portal. Sorry, don't yeah. be getting Conor McGregor to me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how I came across Ido Portal. Uh, I suppose through Conor McGregor and um, mm-hmm. the last few years watching the UFC and Conor McGregor. So how did you become involved with um, Ido Portal? Uh, I think I first saw his stuff maybe in 2013, um, looked at his price tag of his workshops and said, that's ridiculous, there's no way I'm going. Um, right. But a few more, uh, you know, experiences with him online later and I was then paying 10 grand to go see him in Sydney <laughs> for, for five, five days. Wow. Um, and that was a really intimate experience. So there was me, 
uh, Dave, my mentor, and Ido, his sidekick, Odilia, about three or four other people. And oh, we just spent, cool. you know, 12 hours a day together for five days. And it was a really great experience to see what um, – he's a really good teacher. Like, he's probably one of the best teachers I've ever met. Um, right. Come across. And just the way he delivers and his messages, it's, you know, there's – it's all well and good to learn a few new exercises, but that's not what you pay 10 grand for. It's like to rewire the way you think and how you view the world in which you live. And so if yep. all of a sudden, like you think uh, you, the, the way in which you move through life dramatically changes, you know, that's, a, yep. that's definitely worth it. And so there's a lot more movement throughout my life. You know, he's, he's really assisted the fitness culture to move towards a movement culture so yeah you know gyms that are talking about fitness in five years time are probably not going to be open for very long because right. now we're we're really understanding that moving your body for three hours you know three one hour sessions every single week is really not enough you know and then you're going to sit at home in your desk and um yeah or at your, at your Crunch car, car seats and, yeah, or driving a car or, you know, cooking your food. Yeah. Everything's done in the front so or sitting down. And so you just really develop this terrible Western posture that we're also suffering yeah. from. And, and now there's a lot more, in, you know, in the, in the fields that I'm participating in, there's this emphasis on floor culture, which is just basically yeah. sitting on the floor, you know, uh, by mechanist Katie Bowman. She doesn't have any furniture in her house, which can right. be pretty controversial, but... Her basically thoughts are that if you have to get up and down off the floor 300 times in a day, well, you've just yep. done, you know, 300 squats indirectly um, yep. and you're also opening up your hips, you're preventing your ankles from developing, you know, Achilles heel issues and, and plantar fasciitis yep. and so there's there's a lot of, a lot of benefits, you know, new paradigm shifts for me in this space and I just, obviously, I went to Thailand for the movement camp and so that, that was, was a good experience as well, wasn't it? That was you know, yeah, that was a good experience. But one thing that um, I do want to mention is I went to a little uh, small camp outside of Araluan, just outside of Canberra. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was literally bring your own tent, bring your own sleeping bag for the ancestral movement camp, and that was you know much more profound. I think from where I'm at, perhaps, but yeah, uh, I really got a lot out of that because. Maybe it was a new teacher, but there's a lot of evolutionary biology, a lot of neuroscience in the way in which you move and, and how we have evolved from, you know, single-celled organisms that just sort of wiggle around like this into these yeah. crazy, you know, complex creatures that have fingers and spines. And, yeah, it was, uh, it was mind-blowing, really, what Simon Takur uh, from Ancestral Movement put on there. So I highly encourage anyone to check him out. Yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah, profound. Yeah, uh, and what kind of guy is Ido Portal? Is is he a quirky character too? Has he got charismatic? Yeah, hundred percent. I think you find that a lot of the people who reach these, you know, insane levels of stardom within the wellness space, uh, yeah, a lot of them have they've made big, big sacrifices, and yep. they have certain personalities that probably wouldn't be suited to other other fields, you know. And so, yeah. Ido is a very um, He's a strong character. Uh, he he really means what he says, and people call him, you know, dick or rude and this sort of stuff. But I think he's actually 
he's just uh, he comes from you know obviously Israel, which have a strong background yeah. and all of them are forced to go to the military and things. So it's it's a culture thing, but also like he he tells you what's the truth. Straight sure. And, yeah. And he likes to have a bit of fun as well. So if you can't yeah. handle that, then probably don't spend ten grand to go see him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you got heaps from that. Like the return on investment for that ten grand would be way the cost. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's like the the new ways of thought are what help you explore new avenues in life, and maybe even. Part of him is in the book, you know, whether it's just the initiation of writing the book or, yeah. or the actual content in there. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. And it's, it's the dedication to the craft as well. You know, he's a true master of the movement culture and he's explored so many different uh, disciplines and experts. And I think that's yeah. what I'm starting to implement in my life. You know, I'm training for two, three hours a day sometimes and really just trying to explore what this vessel is that I've been given and what are the options available to me, you know? And so exploring all the different experts around the world and, and through my own personal practice now is something I'm really working on. Awesome. Um, yeah, the, the, my last guest on the podcast, uh, Michael Beatty, who done, um, the documentary, um, live longer, feel better. He talked mm. about the blue zones around the world where people, you know, live longer than anyone else. And he researched why, um, that was the case and movement was one of them movement was a big mm-hmm. one so they didn't stop working like these people like they just kept working they are all very active but movement was like he done a whole episode I think around movement um, because it was key the other one was an 80% plant based diet mm-hmm. um, not vegetarian or vegan it was they still had meat or whatever um, mm-hmm. but 80% plant based um, purpose was another one. They had a purpose, mm-hmm. um, and then connection was the other one. Like families mm-hmm. lived, like you had your your grandparents living with the families and kids are all together. So they got that feeling of connection and belonging. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not, my book in that. Uh, yeah, 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 you did. The Secret to Longevity is the chapter title, and that was yeah, really talked about purpose and community. Yeah, um, it's massive. Something that a lot of people don't have. You know, they work jobs that are kind of good and. They get a good pay and then their level of community might not be as, as as deep as what we would have had. You know, I talk about the Moai, uh, Japanese sort of uh, groups where yeah. they get assigned a group when they're about five years old and yeah. they continue throughout their whole life in, in Okinawa meeting every yeah. single week with these groups until they're you know, 95, 100. So imagine meeting every single week with a group of five or six people <laughs> who you know for 80, 90 years. It's just the you know, level of connection there is unreal. And so you could really talk about anything with them and that would have a massive impact on your life and that's what yeah. makes partnerships so good as well. And you, you run a group like that too, don't you, um, Jordan? Or you're part of a group that does that, that is you know, catching up with other guys? Yeah, unfortunately up in Byron, so not doing oh, that at yeah. the moment. But when I was in Melbourne, uh, we yeah. spent 18 months together um, every single week we met, met up and had a chat about life and everything except for beers and football and it was really good. We called it Man Night and yeah. it was a great experience, you know, and I think uh, if anyone's interested in doing that, um, for sure, give it a go. Just invite a couple of mates around and set out some guidelines and continue it because you'll be amazed about what comes up if you build that level of trust and understanding and then one person gets vulnerable and another person does and 
man, it's healing. It's healing. Totally, mate. I totally get it. Like, yeah, um, it's it's very prevalent um, these days about guys opening up to each other and just saying that we love each other and stuff. It's um, it's become more and more, and it's a really, really good thing, I think, uh, for guys to express that and and not be worried about uh, getting portrayed anyway. It's just just saying how you feel and yeah. exactly that. The trust is key because without that trust, the other person might not open up as much. Story and you just don't know what's going on, but they just they feel embarrassed. Like there's so much stuff that we could feel toxic shame about. Um, mm. But it's good that people are starting to talk and open and share their um, experience, which is which is healing. As you know, a problem shared is a problem half. Mm. And I think they're doing research on this now. Like they've actually shown levels of oxytocin and serotonin in the brain that gets created when you're having a you know deep intimate connection with people that you trust. Yeah. Um, not necessarily like in a in a sexual relationship, just you know through friendships and things like that. It's that is, ramps down inflammation faster than you know pretty much anything. Um, yeah, that that level of connection. So it's yeah. a, it's a big thing for your health. It's a big thing for your happiness and just have a good life. Is find some people that you trust or and uh, connect connect deeper with them. Yeah, that's it. No, I highly highly rate the 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 man night or whatever you want to call it. Just just catching up on a regular basis and having a debrief. Um, mm. It saves people's lives. It ultimately does. Um, and try not to use alcohol as well. <laughs> try not to use alcohol. That's a big one. Like, yeah. um, But sometimes alcohol helps because the truth comes out sometimes with alcohol. Definitely. Yeah, um, I remember when I was backpacking Latin yeah. America. When I was backpacking Latin America for 10 months, like yeah. you would form connections with someone you know, through a big night out faster than yeah. you would for you know weeks of chatting with them and it's like it's funny how just but that's the whole point it's to uh, you have to go deep and break down your own barriers to actually feel that sense of connection and and that's what the alcohol does for you so if that's what you need that's fine you know it was no ban we had a couple of dads come and of the group and and they you know one of them had a beer one night and another one had a glass of wine and that was cool but uh yeah definitely to rely on that yeah, it's not yeah, and, and to get to get shit faced at the club is a totally different thing to having a man night. So yeah, it's different purpose. Mm. Yeah, so it is awesome. Um, so that probably brings me to um, your book. So like, it takes like how old are you, Jordan? If you don't mind me asking, just turned twenty six, mate. Turn twenty six. All right. So for for someone at twenty six to write a book, like it's not like a, a pop up book or anything. It's actually an, an <laughs> um, like manuscript, basically. Is that the word for it? The manuscript for well, the, the unfinished version of the manuscript. Yeah. Yeah, the manuscript for like I would like love to see this in all schools, like all secondary schools, for mm. young men that's coming up through puberty, adolescence, just to get their head around what's you know going on like i'll just sort of the, the quote in it from the, the start the dalai lama quote um mm. that's massive for me it was like the dalai lama when asked what surprised him most about humanity his answer was man because he sacrifices his health in order to make money then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health and then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present the result being that he does not live in the present or the future he lives as if he's never going to die, and then he dies having never really lived. Like that hits home big time, doesn't it? Oh man, it wakes you up. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I found that 
I was like, oh, which which chapter am I going to put that, you know, at the front of? And then I was like, no, nah, that needs to be at the front of the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really good book. You can get it on Amazon. Where else can you get it, Jordan? Uh, for Aussies, it's best for Booktopia. Um, Booktopia. Interna- international Amazon is the way to go. Um, yeah. It's still, it's on Kindle, but I'm just really working with the distribution distribution company to get it up uh for, through paperback up there so that should yeah. be maybe next week cool awesome yeah. so yeah the, the the four parts um part one's the mind part mm. two's nature um part three's nutrition um and part four's movement so that's the four areas that you're pretty much passionate about in this day and age so um yeah great read highly recommend it and um, thanks for sending me this copy by the way um welcome so that probably brings me to Byron Bay. What's 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 happening now and what's happening in the future? I'm kind of excited to hear what's going on. So there's four sections in the book, mate. Mind, nature, nutrition, happening? and movement. Right. <laughs> it's uh, it's the hub for all those four things, really. It's a uh, it's a cool place to come check out. And so is it a retreat? Is it up and going yet? Is it in the pipeline? What's happening? Yeah, so I was exploring the idea of setting up a retreat facility and um, I was, you know, passionate about that and and really oriented my entire life towards that for about five years um, yeah. and was kind of in the position where I could roll ahead with a, with a smaller version. But um, just recently I've sort of pulled it back and had a, a deep think within myself and... Uh, yeah, it's just sort of not either the right time or not feeling like this area actually needs another retreat center at the moment. Um, yeah. Probably something like Tassie would be a better option at this stage because you know, it does have pristine nature, like cleanest air in the world. And, oh, love um, love and there's, not many, there's not many down there either. So that would be, you know, in terms of an entrepreneurial endeavor, that would be a, a much better option. But um, cool right now, I'm, my friend. A lot colder down there. You wouldn't be swimming in the middle of winter unless you were keen on the ice baths. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, and that can have its benefits too, right? You know, that, uh, that clean, crisp air can be yeah. just as healing as the, the warm, humid air. So, um, yeah. everything has its benefits and, and drawbacks, right? And I Definitely. think uh, Byron Bay is just a good place for me to um, take, take stock. Uh, yeah. You know, it, was, it was a big year for me last year down in Melbourne. And, Massive and, year. And, in December there or, you know, at the end of the year, I uh, decided to go back to Perth for a couple of weeks and then Tasmania and, and now I've been up in Byron for about three months, but just, you know, obviously been in Thailand and, and Bali for a little bit doing some some more research out that way. and Some proposals, uh, some wedding proposals. Yeah, that was in September last year <laughs> on the top of Mount Hotham. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good Alex, life event. Beautiful Alex. Um, yeah. Lovely couple. You are. Um, so that, yeah, so you're talking about a big year last year. So I Mm. think a few people probably, you know, whenever I mentioned I was interviewing you, they were like, oh, is that the kid that was on TV about the the cryptocurrencies? And I'm like, yep, that's (laughs) the one. So I just think it's a, I just think it's a fascinating story. Um, if Mm. you could just give us a, you know, the, in a nutshell, how that Mm. came around and what's, what's that area is holding for the future for you as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, uh, I made a, small investment onto the pre-sale of Ethereum back in 2014, I believe. 
those how small uh, like give us figures here because people will be frothing to see how much okay so a small figure is that 20 bucks is it like five grand what's a small figure in the world of crypto fifteen hundred dollars was bargain yeah. um yeah bargain and i had a friend give me the tip and said you know this this could be the way of the future for for currency and I liked what he was talking about. I'd just been traveling through Latin America and saw a lot of corruption and um, yep. injustice and things like that. And so I wasn't satisfied with the current model. And I, uh, yeah, invested $1,500 into this. And then uh, it started to make headlines again. I, I really just put it in the bottom drawer for a number of years. And then in yep. sort of Mar- March last year, it started to make headlines that it was increasing in value. And a lot, of value. Uh, a lot of value and then lo and behold i opened my account after about five hours of trying to remember my password <laughs> stressful hours <laughs> and then woke up with 5300 uh ether in my in my wallet which equaled at the time it was 73 dollars aussie so that was about 380 grand australian 380 grand so 1500 Turned into three hundred eight grand in how many years? In four years. In four years, good investment. Mm. Three and a half years. Three and a half and years. And then, and then, so I sold seventy five percent of my holding, thinking, "Yes, what a great idea!" Good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for those who know, before New Year's Eve, it went up to two thousand dollars each, so it would have been a cool ten mil. But, um, oh, but you still came out on top. Oh, definitely, mate. I mean, you can't complain with what happens in that sort of situation. So it was, yeah. it was a good experience. I learned. I actually learned a lot about, um, you know, attachment to money and yeah. and purpose and you know, yeah, yeah. So it was you know, while people think it's just this you know fun lottery ticket roller coaster, which it, it can yeah. be, but it's it's probably the most stressful period of my life as well. You know. Wow. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, so it was, sorry, it was, 1500 turned into 380 grand and then the 380 grand turned into? Uh, well, that stayed in my bank account, but the remaining 25% grew and grew and grew and, and um, I was slowly selling off bits and pieces here and there and reinvesting some into some other currencies. I'm lucky awesome. enough that my brother, my brother is the CEO of Digital X, which is an ASX-listed company in, involved in cryptocurrencies. So if anyone wants some exposure, then... You know, check out Digital X DCC, and uh, cool. he's been helping me. You know, uh, fo- pick the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, and and find yep. the uh, if people are interested, the ICOs, the initial coin offerings. There's, there's a yep. lot out there, and, and most of them are uh, either scams outright, or they are you know run by incompetent people. So yep. it's, it's good to have his help to actually identify what's a what's a good. Uh, investment and what's yeah. poor. So um, I feel like I have a good informational advantage in that domain. But yeah, so since then, it's just been about figuring out what does money mean to me um, and what am I going to do with my time um, yeah. and, and things like this. And and you soon realize that, you know, oh, I forgot to mention it grew to a bit over a million bucks and, and you soon realize that, you know, a million bucks in this day and age it's yeah. great, but Sounds good. Uh, it's it's not like you can you know buy private planes and and go nuts all over the world. So you still have to be very diligent with what you have. You know, it's yeah. not like I can suddenly just you know yeah. up six and-, and I was lucky enough that 
I had a good upbringing to give me some financial literacy. And I also, you know, spent a lot of time before I made the money reading about um, financial literacy and personal finance and investments and things like that. So that when the money did come along, I wasn't uh, in a position where I just spend it all frivolously, you know, I yeah. have put like, like I would. away. And, yeah, that's right. Leaky Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I've been licking the money, licking the gut. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so any tips, any uh, crypto tips for the future? Anything that you can sort of go, well, you might be wanting to throw some dollars this way. Or uh, it- I'm an advisor to Limpo, which is a health and fitness blockchain company. And so they're aiming to monetize the data that you would, you know, inherently be gathering through your Fitbits and iPhones and things like this anyway. Um, They're looking to create an economy where that data could then be monetized in a way where you could spend that at Rebel Sport or at your local gym and and be motivated to then follow more fitness programs and things like this. So it's a a really cool company that I'm actually very impressed with um, their level of management and and what they're doing. So check them out on LinkedIn and YouTube, I think, are the best uh, platforms for them. That's pretty cool being mm. an advisor on the board. Yeah, I think, you know, when you um, – it's like, what is it? Luck meets preparation and opportunity. So the fact that I had written a book and, um, you know, been diligent, had a high work ethic as well as make some money on crypto, like that gives me opportunity yep. to become an advisor for a health blockchain company. So in terms yeah. of inspired action, it's it's not just about getting the, the lucky wins. You – you put the one foot forward and if you get you know, a big leg up and that's great, but you just have to keep moving. And I've been very fortunate. So I'm grateful for that. Awesome. Yeah. Steve Jobs says you can connect the dots going backwards. Um, that's right. Yeah. You and, never, but you don't you know what's going to come forward. Yeah, exactly. You would never imagine being where you're at now, like five years ago. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it all makes sense looking back. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm. Um, cool, mate. So um, if there's like just, one piece of advice that you would, you know, if like could give to anyone about your, you know, holistic health and movement. Mm. What would, what, I remember, like, I always remember this, the big four, you always told me about the big four. So supplement magnesium, uh, your omega fish oils, your, what else was there? Uh, zinc. Zinc. Uh, was it the big three or big four? Big three. Big three, that was it. Yep. So magnesium, zinc and fish oil. So is there any other, like, you know, a piece of advice we could sort of just, you know, wrap up tonight with um, and give the viewers, you know, of um, something that you really believe in and, and, and feel that everyone should know? Mm. Yeah, mm. I think I finished the, the book with some, like, four key points. Um, and they are learn to sleep properly, learn to breathe properly, um, move a lot more than you think you should in, in more complex ways than you think you should. Um, so right now I'm really exploring like a lot of natural movement and that means not just doing, you know, pull up after pull up and, and push ups, but it's also like running through trees, climbing trees, jumping over things, um, learning some more acrobatic stuff. And, and this creates a whole new level of awareness, you know, more spinal movements, creating like learning that evolutionary position of the undulation of the spine and, and, and that just, improves your awareness and understanding of health in general, like far more than any, you know, 12 week program to, to quick bikini booty body guide thingy. So like, 
um, yeah, just really learning how to move through the environment uh, yeah. in, in more exciting and complex ways like natural movement is, yeah. uh, is a cool thing to do. Yeah, awesome. So um, on that, where, where can people um, find out more about you, Jordan? Pretty simple. Uh, website, jordantravers.com. Yep. And Facebook and Instagram seem and to be my most. The Man course, Alive the book. The book's there. Um, Man Alive by Jordan Travers. Um, that's right. So they can get and also on yeah, LinkedIn talking about um, corporate wellness at the moment. Um, cool. through the guys at Fitelum and I helped develop or founded a corporate wellness program called the Ultimate Reboot and uh, we're lucky enough to have a really successful trial with Telstra awesome. last year and we're just sort of implementing and uh, putting the finishing touches on that and streamlining some processes so that should be rolling out very, very soon. Cool. I'll definitely follow on you for that. Jordan, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Um, I love chatting to you. I love following you on Facebook. For me, uh, you take inspired action every day and it inspires me to take action in my own life. And uh, I'm really glad I met you to take, I've really been inspired to take my own health into account because of you, basically. Um, and I've been doing stuff ever since. So kudos to you, bro. And um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll probably be up in Bayern uh, in June or July. So we'll definitely catch up for some sort of smoothie that costs 25 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you home wait one way. Yeah, cool, thanks, man. man. I really appreciate it and want to acknowledge you for having me on and, and um, you know, putting good uh, information out there. And, 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 you know, obviously this inspired action thing will hopefully inspire some other people to take some, yeah. some action in good ways. And I thank you for that. Awesome, mate. All right, Jordo, I will speak to you soon, mate, and hi to the wife-to-be. <laughs> okay, thanks, mate. All right, see you later. See you, mate. Cheers, bye-bye. Bye.